You know, in doing this, preparing for this message, I realized that peace is a lot bigger issue in God's heart than I had realized. When I say God is very interested in your peace of mind, I mean God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And I found this a fresh approach to peace to look through the eyes of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So let's dive in first to the Father. So in number six, God told Moses and Aaron before 625, he said, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel, and you shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God wanted this spoken and declared over his people. What result did God say he wanted his people to experience by connecting to his gracious, personal, and intimate presence? Peace. So here's the plan. Look closely at the face of God and experience peace. If we're not experiencing peace, maybe... We're not gazing deeply enough into the face, the countenance of God. I believe that God has to be a peaceful being if he's wanting me to experience peace when gazing upon him. Is your God peaceful? Or is your God more like us humans? Anxious, tense, frustrated, disappointed? When you gaze and think about gazing into the countenance of God, do you see a peaceful being that's smiling upon you, inviting you, welcoming you, enjoying you? Or do you see a God who's inspecting you and disappointed. I think if, if, if he's saying that he wants us to experience peace when we gaze upon him, then it has to come from a God who is peaceful himself and is in love deeply with you. Does this verse sound like God is passively sitting back with all the responsibility on us to get the peace? And how passive is God in Isaiah 26, 3 that says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. I think this verse gives us a good combo of God's initiative of, it says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. It's a good combo of God's role and our role. 
another place where we see God's role in that is in Psalm 29, 11. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. And then in Psalm 119, 165, we see more of our role, great peace, have those who love your law. Nothing can make them stumble. When we love the word of God, that gives us the foundation and the platform that we need in order to walk. Kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So how does our helping God's kingdom come on earth relate to peace? Well, Romans 14, 17 says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Doesn't that seem very significant to you that, that in that list of just three things that define the kingdom of God, one of those is peace. What is the definition of peace? One of the practical definitions of peace is a state of tranquility or quiet, a state of security or order within a community. Just kind of makes me feel peaceful just reading that. Tranquility. I love that word. In some ways, this is living above my circumstances. This piece was recently modeled for us by my colleague and our Hope Church member, Ife, who recently died at age 37. Her last year was one of pain and challenges medically. But she walked in a level of peace and joy that was out of this world. She modeled the truth that you don't have to be, have perfect circumstances to experience peace. Her impact will truly be felt for many, many years to come at my office and in our body. Well, this is a family service that we have every month or so. We like to do something um, interactive with the families whenever we come together as our family service. So I'm going to give you a chance to do that right now. And what I want you to do is I want you to think about the answer to this question. And I want you to share, just take a couple of minutes and talk with your kids, with your family members. Share with your family or friends next to you. When I think of a person that lives a peaceful life, I think of who? Maybe it's more than one person. When I think of a person that I know that lives a peaceful life, I think of who? Take just a couple of minutes and share with your family or your friends sitting next to you or just your spouse if you have no kids with you. But uh, just take a couple of minutes and share that with each other.
So here's a take-home practical step for you. When you, um, when you leave this place, th- consider actually telling that person that, you just, that just came to your mind, hey, when we were at church today, something weird happened. <laughs> and then tell them what happened and tell them what God brought to your mind and just tell them, hey, you know, I just wanted you to know that God brought you to my mind of someone that is peaceful. And that blesses me, and I just thank you that you model that peace. So I hope that over these last few verses, you've seen a little bit of the heart of the Father as it relates to peace. Let's toggle over to the Son as we're looking at the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So in his final hours with his disciples, Jesus directed their focus to this very issue of peace of mind. In John 14, 27, that was already read, Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. So how does the world give peace? The world offers peace circumstantially through Money, through status, through power, through good health. All things that are short-lived aspects of peace. Very circumstantial. You know, a week ago, I was looking out over snow-capped mountains in Utah, in Park City, at a chosen conference where I got to meet Jesus, otherwise known as Jonathan Rumi. And I felt unbelievable peace. But who wouldn't feel peace in that circumstance? And I thank God for those bursts of peace. But what I really want to develop deeper is the peace when I'm not feeling good, where I'm in relational conflict, where I just got in a car wreck, or the airline lost my bag, which they did on my flight home. Fortunately, they found it. How about John 16, 13? For clear help from Jesus on our quest of peace. He said, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You know, I believe that the implied truth in this verse is that Jesus is saying to you and me, not only have I lived a life of peace, not letting Satan steal my joy and peace, but so can you. You know, I used to think Jesus overcoming the world was only something Jesus could do. I think Jesus is inviting us into this life of overcoming the world. And therefore, having the peace he had. I have some of that, but not at all what I think he wants me to have. And I am pressing in to go deeper with Jesus in his peace. You know, if if we're going to walk in the peace of Jesus, we have to start with what the Bible refers to as having peace with God. We see this in Romans 5.1 that says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, we need to start this peace process.
process by coming to embrace the gospel. That I can never be good enough to have a relationship with God and therefore I must admit my need for a savior and put my trust in Christ's blood poured out for me. That brings about salvation and peace with God. No more anxiety about where I stand with God. I have been forgiven and accepted by God. Charles Spurgeon said it beautifully. A sense of perfect peace with God is the grandest thing in all the world with which to travel through life. Isn't that beautiful? A sense of perfect peace with God is the grandest thing in all the world with which to travel through life. Well, that's um, some scripture and wisdom from God the Son on peace. What about the Holy Spirit? How does the Holy Spirit help us on our journey toward peace? You know, I think one of the most direct verses on this is in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. So the Holy Spirit is actively growing all of these things in the life of God's children. And the third one of that list is peace. So maybe we should pray, Holy Spirit, I give you control and total freedom to fill me and lead me down the road of adding your peace to my life. There's so many more verses about the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and peace. But I think and I hope what is clear from what we've looked at so far that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are in lockstep together to work in our lives to develop peace. Over time, over the last six months, while we have been somewhat homeless, <clears throat> actually we've had four homes and one of them has been our car. Um, fortunately, we didn't have to sleep in it. <clears throat> but some of you are... Um, probably saying, Randy, are you making too much out of this issue of peace? Well, maybe, but maybe not. Could it be true that God cares that much about giving us peace? How about that popular verse in Philippians 4, 6? Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then what does it say happens after you let your request be made known to God? Does it say, and he answers your request? No. In, in, verse, in Philippians 4, 7, it says, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. You know, that's one of the very first verses I memorized 40 years ago when I began my discipleship with Jesus. 
Stacy and I were talking recently about same for her, one of the first verses she memorized. And yet we both admitted, agreed, confessed to one another that we haven't actually applied that verse as much lately as we could or should. And, and because you have to ask, ha- have you experienced that verse? Has it actually happened to where you've actually been feeling anxious and you actually then took it to God and prayed, did exactly what verse 6 said, and then actually experienced verse 7, it actually does work. (laughs) And I kind of retooled using that verse here recently and found a lot of peace as I actually did it. So what if this peace thing is so important that God would even say, not only do I want you to walk in peace for your own joy, but also for other people's peace and joy. And is that why Jesus included it in his most famous sermon? In Matthew 5, verse 9, by saying, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children or sons of God. And remember, blessed there means happy. So you want to increase your happiness? One way is to be a peacemaker. Stacy and I have enjoyed being peacemakers in the marriage arena for over 30 years and helping others achieve more peace in their marriage. We have at times felt like we were doing, going two steps forward and two steps back. And Satan constantly has come at us telling us lies like, you know, you know you're not having that much impact, don't you? Or, you know, it's just not really worth the effort to be a marriage peacemaker. But we have experienced more joy than disappointment as marriage peacemakers. And Jesus says it is worth the effort. My encouragement to you is don't wait until you have some perfect version of marital peace before you seek to be a peacemaker for others. And come join us and others in helping make marital peace. It's a huge need and an opportunity. Hey, and parents, you know, I want to encourage you that you are a peacemaker in your family. I've watched your families and, and it is encouraging and amazing to me what a great job you're doing as peacemakers. Because you know what happens when your kids get in arguments and fights and they start getting combative with, with their siblings? What do you do? Most of you don't just turn the other way and and go, hmm, I'm just going to pretend like that didn't happen. (laughs) 
I'm, I'm just going to pretend like they didn't really say what I just heard them say to their sibling. No, you actually step into the middle of that and you coach them. You coach them on how to love their siblings. And you coach them how to heal the conflict in their relationship. That's a peacemaker. You're being a biblical peacemaker by doing that. You're raising kids that are getting their arms around peace. So enjoy and, and receive that, that you're doing that peacemaking really well. I want to clo close with another exciting reason to pursue peace in your own heart and relationships. In Isaiah 52, 7, it says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation. It's Old Testament scripture talking about the coming of the Messiah and our role in announcing the beautiful, beautiful role and the peace that is embedded in the gospel. Ephesians 6.15 says, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. The gospel or good news of Jesus Life, death, resurrection includes peace. The gospel is not just about the forgiveness of sins. It's bigger than that. It includes bringing peace. He had enough focus on the peace that he wants his followers to experience. I'm looking forward to seeing how that changes. I want to bring the gospel of peace to our community. So let's get it and give it. As the music team comes back up, I, I want to invite you to spend a couple of minutes with God thinking through the different things you've just heard about peace. I want to invite you to have a dialogue with God about one of a half a dozen different things that you heard. I want to invite you to, to thank God for some aspect of his peace. Maybe it's this idea that the face of God or his countenance um, is something that you've, you have never really put that together of the face of God and the countenance of God causing you to have peace. Maybe you need to memorize number 625. Maybe you were impacted by Jesus' declaration of my peace I give to you. He's offering it. Maybe you're saying, hmm, I'm not sure if he's offering it, if I have actually reached out and taken it. Maybe, maybe I need to, to actually thank him 
that he's offering peace and I need to reach out and take it. Or maybe it was Paul's clarity in Romans 14 that the kingdom of God is about righteousness, peace, and joy. And maybe your heart was touched by the fact that you want to be a part of bringing the kingdom of God in our community and you want that to go deeper first in your own heart of righteousness, peace, and joy. Or maybe you just didn't realize peace was so important like, like I didn't several weeks ago that peace was so important to not just God, but God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that if all three of them are so collectively working toward our peace, then that's powerful. Thank, maybe you just want to thank God that he cares about your peace in a way that maybe you haven't realized. Or, you know, maybe your peace is at an all-time high, but you want to be more engaged as a peacemaker because you realize this is not about just receiving it and becoming the Dead Sea that just receives it, but you want to take the peace that you have and give it away. Maybe you want to be, maybe you feel convicted to be a marriage peacemaker. Or maybe you hadn't realized that the gospel is bigger than forgiveness of sin, that it is the gospel of peace. So ask God what that means for you to share the gospel of peace. Let's get it and let's give it away. So would you now, as the music is playing in the background, would you just spend a few minutes pondering and meditating on what God is speaking to your heart about what's your one takeaway this morning? What is your one need? What is your one action step? What is the one thing he wants you to do? Is it more of a way to embrace it in your own heart, to push anxiety away, to say if Jesus overcame the world, then maybe he wants me to overcome the world. If he pushed anxiety out of his life, maybe he wants me to push anxiety out of my life. Maybe there's more peace available than I ever realized before. Take a minute and just pray and talk to
Father, Son, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you care about our peace and you care so much that you give it. May we receive it. May we embrace it. May we gaze upon your face and see your peacefulness and may it give us the peace that our friend Ife had over the recent months. May we have the peace of Jesus who said he overcame the temptation to not walk in peace. Give us the ability to overcome the world and walk because as the days could get more and more turbulent ahead, we, your children, want to walk in a level of peace regardless of what our world is going through, regardless of how chaotic things could get. We can overcome the world with your peace. So give us that in Jesus' name. Amen.